This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 9th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's State of Lines. Producers wrestle with reference prices. Disaster funds said short of need and NRCS staff challenge. Classic opens with reference price focus. The Farm Bill Commodity title is the focus of discussions in Orlando this week at the Commodity Classic, the annual meeting of grain and soybean producers. Both the American Soybean Association and the National Association of Wheat Growers are on record asking for an increase in reference prices. The challenge? Well, Texas A&M University economist Bart Fisher yesterday outlined the stiff fiscal challenge of raising reference prices to better ensure farmers can cover higher input costs. A 10% increase would cost about $20 billion over 10 years, and a 20% increase would pencil out more than $50 billion. The message is it's going to be challenging for the House and the Senate Ag Committees, Fisher acknowledged in an interview with AgriPulse. The flip side, though, is that if we aren't talking about significant improvement, what's the point of doing it? The 2018 Farm Bill includes an escalator provision to raise reference prices based on increases in market prices. National Association of Wheat Growers CEO Chandler Gould told AgriPulse there are some discussions around possible adjustments to that escalator that would potentially cost less than a cross-the-board increase in base reference prices and, quote, maybe have a better probability of success in Congress, Gould said. USDA, disaster funding far short of need. Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Ducheneau said at a Commodity Classic meeting that the $3.4 billion Congress provided for ag disaster relief in 22 will only cover one-third of the need identified by USDA. Ducheneau said the department's estimate was based on coverage USDA has been providing for earlier years under the Emergency Relief Program. To date, USDA has dispersed $7.4 billion in ERP payments for 2020 and 21 losses. The 22 aid was included in the FY23 omnibus spending bill that was passed in December. Brown talks to Ohio farmers on train cleanup. Farmers are concerned about soil and animal health following the tragic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. While speaking at the Ohio Farm Bureau's Legislative Conference breakfast in D.C. yesterday, Senator Sherrod Brown, the Ohio Democrat, said he knows farmers are seeking answers on the impact to their farms. Planting season is around the corner, and not too far after that, farmers will be harvesting alfalfa for dairy feed. No one is sure whether or not their soil or crops are safe, and even if their products are safe, they worry that Ohioans will be scared to buy it, he said. Brown's working with USDA and EPA to find resources to pay for soil tests. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. 
Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Brazil gets another record wheat crop. Although corn farmers in Brazil's southern states are now struggling under dry weather, the region produced a second consecutive record-breaking wheat crop for the 22-23 market a year. Department of Agriculture's Ford Ag Service raised its estimate for Brazilian wheat production yesterday to 10.4 million metric tons. It's 5% more than the FAS estimated last month and 2.7% above last year's record-setting harvest. Farmers planted more acreage for this year, but good weather and very strong yields were also a major factor, according to FAS. In the southernmost state of Rio Grande do Sul, a major wheat-growing state, yields were 32% higher than last year. FNS rolls out mobile SNAP payments in five states. Five states are partnering with USDA's Food and Nutrition Service to give SNAP participants the option to use their cell phones to pay. People who take part in SNAP in Illinois, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Missouri, and Oklahoma can tap or scan their personal mobile device as an alternative to using the SNAP card. FNS says it will work with state agencies, EBT processors, mobile wallet providers, and retailers to, quote, support a successful rollout in the pilot states. Tribes producers urge expansion of food program. Tribes are calling on Congress to protect and even expand the purchasing provision in USDA's food distribution program on Indian reservations. A 2018 Farm Bill provision that allows USDA to enter into multi-year food procurement contracts with tribal governments helps support Native American producers and economies. Intertribal Agriculture Council Director Carrie Jo Lawrence told the Senate Indian Affairs Committee yesterday funding for the purchasing authority is currently capped at $5 million. Western Farmers Farm Bill program needs to fund irrigation. Western farmers say the next Farm Bill should provide more flexible funding for irrigation needs through USDA's Watershed and Flood Prevention Operations Program. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act funding allocated $500 million for the program, but much of the money went towards dam construction projects in the eastern U.S., rather than Western Irrigation Modernization Projects. Family Farm Alliance Director Dan Keppen told the House Natural Resources Subcommittee yesterday, he said many of the program's awards went to feasibility studies for small dam projects. Purdue Survey gauges religious consumers' diet views. Consumers who are Protestant, Catholic, or Jewish tend to be happier with their diets. That's according to Purdue University's monthly survey of consumers on food and nutrition issues. Respondents were asked to score their diets on a scale of 0 to 10, with 7 to 10 counting as thriving. Some 82% of Jewish consumers rated their diets in that category, 
compared to 76% of Catholics and 73% of Protestants. Some 64% of consumers of other faiths and 63% of unaffiliated consumers rated their diets at 7 to 10. Jewish consumers are also the most likely to say that climate change will affect food prices. 75% of the survey's Jewish respondents agreed that was the case, followed by unaffiliated consumers at 71%. Well, here's today's He Said It. At this point, if you have a pulse, I will hire you. That Terry Cosby, chief of USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, joking with the National Sorghum Producers board members about the need to hire several thousand new employees in order to deliver historic federal investment in conservation. NRCS, which now has about 11,000 employees, plans to hire 3,000 new workers over the next three years. Well, that's a daybreak for this Thursday, March 9th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.